0: it's hard. I mean, I've I've been cut a lot, six times and uh you know, you don't look forward to it, but you also um you do kind of this is a sense of your team and moving forward and trying to generate some momentum and you know, you you tell the guys you appreciate what was given to to us and uh keep yourselves ready to go and
1: That was Dave Dickinson on Saturday as the cuts came down from your Calgary Stampede Football Club. And as we welcome the head coach, the Calgary Stampeders, for Tom hosts Tom's House of Pizza, I still can't believe you were cut six times, Coach.
0: Yeah, I was, and uh, we better be careful if we don't get going here. The people will cut us.
1: That Raptor <laughs> game coming on. So. Well, you are a Raptors fan. You are a Ra- so. I, I, I apologize. I'm taking you away from the game, but no, it's, that's all right. It's kind of exciting what this team has done, huh? Eh?
0: Well, listen, I've always liked basketball, and. Uh, I don't know. I think it is pretty cool. I, I, I think uh, people are finally waking up a little bit down south and uh, a little bit more they know about Canada I think is great. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching when <laughs> I get a chance. But as far as getting cut, yeah, I got cut a bunch, and a couple times by the same team, even Miami. Really? So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, they cut me, put me on a practice roster, cut me again, let send me home and that sort of stuff. And The one the only cut in Canada was Wally, and I told him, Wally, I would, I would cut myself on this. Don't worry about it. I was... Pretty banged up at that point, so uh, that one was a little easier than the ones where you felt you actually might have deserved to stay on that team. Those are those are the tough ones to swallow.
1: Uh, did, did you ever get cut as a as a youngster?
0: No, no. never in sports. No. Like okay. uh, we didn't. I don't think we cut. Uh, kids you know i'm okay. i think that's sad to be honest with you i know michael jordan got cut uh, they said as a sophomore in basketball but I, I i don't know if that's a good story or a true story because um where we're at obviously maybe you didn't make the varsity team but you played junior varsity or sophomore or whatever right so uh never got cut on any of those so um, anyway yeah i had that i guess that good fortune uh, but it was coming like i said get to the pros it certainly came uh fast and furious down in the nfl
1: lots to talk about tonight uh, with you coach uh why don't we start off on on friday night because the calgary stampeders had a great first half and, and then i guess you got your eyes opened a little bit in the second half because we, we really did see two different football games last night uh, on friday night
0: yeah i would say probably more fourth quarter uh you know an unf- unfortunate for us we kind of gave it away uh most of those guys uh some of the bc guys were making the team and our guys we were just they were just solidifying the decisions to get cut mm. we made a bunch of mistakes we didn't handle the situations well um you know i could have done a better job as well trying to get them in better spots but you also put these guys in pressure situations and you also see with how they can handle it um it doesn't always go well the first time but you make sure that uh, hopefully they it happens again they've got some experience they can draw on but both teams' first groups looked excellent offensively. I thought uh, the ball was going up and down the field. Uh, I thought both teams looked a little bit tired, to be honest with you. I thought they, you could tell it was towards the end of training camp, especially the guys that knew they were going to be there. I didn't. I didn't feel the same energy or, or the speed. Uh, but we both, you know, we did go by them a few times. Had some big plays. Um, felt pretty good about it and then like you said it certainly ended the wrong way we 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 basically kind of handed it over to him
1: yeah uh you know as you say offensively in the first half you know so many positives to take away from that game your number one offense obviously was clicking with bow and then and then nick arbuckle I, i i tell you what he just seems to get better and better so that's positive for stampeder fans moving forward
0: yeah it is i mean it is there's no doubt and for nick uh you know we wanted to push him make him better um you know we didn't give him anything he's earned it um, but he does have a knack for for uh, finding open guys he's savvy um you know we we coach him hard and I think you got to give credit to Ryan Dinwiddie I think he's been doing a great job with the quarterbacks I know it's Bo 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 but uh you know he's been working with Nick now for a couple years and uh I certainly think he he's taken a lot of steps forward
1: Obviously when the cuts came down on Saturday we knew the toughest decision was going to be with your receiving corps because wow there were so many guys that impressed and so many guys that you know probably could have made this team and obviously you can't keep them all coach
0: Yeah I think I think we cut some good football players um uh, you know I uh, sometimes it's just not their time sometimes the ball doesn't find them and sometimes somebody else just passes them and that's kind of what happened and Uh, we take everything into account. You know, if you're a veteran guy, you got to be a little bit ahead of that young guy. And we also know that uh, versatility and and those type of things are important for us. Uh, We're not carrying as many guys this year as we have in the past either. I don't know if people know that, but uh, you know, we're, we were a little bit, we thought the cap would be higher than it was. So we're, we're in a little bit of that mode where we're going to have to cut back and that's why I think we ended up cutting some, some, some good football players. So that is what it is. It's part of the reality of the business. Huff's, Huff's in charge of all that, but you won't see us with quite as much depth. Uh, uh, we just don't have the numbers and the, to, to make it work this year.
1: No, I can understand that and and when, you know, your quarterback makes the money he's making and I'm sure Breece he's in a, in a similar situation, you know, with the money that they that they gave Mike Riley and and that's just the uh the price of poker because it was so important for both of those organizations, you know, to get those quarterbacks obviously.
0: Yeah, and they both played excellent. Yeah. I mean, you can tell why you're paying them they're They're the top top guys in the league and uh you know, but it's, you know, what you do is you kind of you usually have a few extra guys that you'll pay on your injured list that make their full salary and If there's injuries, there's a guy sitting there waiting. And and unfortunately, we just won't have that option quite as good this year. we still got some depth. We like our practice roster as well, but uh, we're a little light there as well. And, you know, we'll just have to work a little bit harder if, if we need a guy get him up to speed quicker, but I do think that has been a key to our success is that we've had guys waiting, and when we have injuries, there's a guy right there that's learned the system, knows what we're talking about, knows our culture. We just plug him in, and off we go. So that's going to be a challenge uh, ultimately when injuries happen this year.
1: I've made this statement a couple of times, uh, Coach, and you can either agree with me or disagree agree with me. I, you know, hey, the, the Stampeders won the Grey Cup last year. I really do believe because of your defense. You had the best defense in the league. Uh, no disrespect to your offense because it was good, but you know what, you averaged, you know, 20 points a game in the playoffs, you were even better. I, I'm not sure what to expect from your defense this year, and I, I think you're going to be good, but, uh, you know, we didn't really see your number one defense play against the BC Lions because you left so many guys at home. Uh, what should we expect from your defense this year?
0: Well, I mean, I do think they're going to they've got some uh, new blood. Um we don't change our expectations. Uh, I do think that we were able to do some things last the last few years because we were able to pressure the quarterback without blitzing a lot. Um and that is something that I think is is important and whether we can find that or not, I guess we'll see, but uh you know it is a team game some sometimes the offense carried it sometimes the defense carried it sometimes special teams carried it we have to find a way to score more points than them and uh, defensively we got to protect our goal line keep them out of the end zone and, and hopefully we win a lot of games
1: you have to feel pretty good about your offense though moving into this season i would think
0: yeah i mean last year i thought we were at the top of the league last year until we got our injuries and we, we did change we definitely did and uh, I think we finished second in points. That's my to me the, the turnovers and points. I mean, certainly you can't win a game unless you outscore them. And then, but it's turnovers has a tendency to just really, uh, I guess, impact our bottom line. And if, if you look at the numbers through the years for us, it's amazing when we tie or win the turnover battle, we rarely lose. So uh, I like what we got. I think the offensive line we we changed it up a bit after Brad's injury. What that did is it kind of forced our hand in the Canadian receiver, um, which we've got good depth and good players. So we're okay with that, but that really, you know, that that's what also changed the ratio a bit for that extra American receiver, and we weren't able to get that guy on the active roster. But we should be solid. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, like you said. It's always easier to play offense from a, from ahead. Uh, the numbers and the yards and stuff. You'll get more yards uh, playing from behind, but you'll, you the real it's much easier when you have the lead and you can do all your offense so we certainly want to do that again
1: we got about five or six more minutes with head coach dave dickinson for tom's house of pizza then we'll let him get back to that basketball game the raptors are down by six in the first quarter and dave we're going to go right to the text line this is a very well thought out three-part question from kevin so question number one from kevin are your practice roster players eligible to be picked up and placed on the active roster of any other CFL team as of Saturday night, or is there some kind of minimum time frame that they have to spend there before being exposed for the rest of the league?
0: Uh, they're they're available, but as a organization, if someone puts a claim in for your practice roster guy, you have the right to put him on active as well, and usually you just end up paying that extra salary, which. If teams are doing that over and over and over and, and it's forcing us to actually activate all these guys to keep them around, that's another hit on the salary cap. So good question, and some, certainly teams will poach other people's practice roster players, but you've got to be pretty desperate. You, you certainly um, you know, you either have to have history with that guy and you know something about him, or he's familiar with your system, because once you take him from the practice roster, they need to be on your active roster for that next game.
1: Second question from Kevin on the same text. You seem to have found another former offensive player showing very well making the transition to cornerback, uh, Jamari Gilbert. Uh, Have you moved him uh, to the field side, and how do Raheem Wilson and Robertson Daniel fit into that uh, uh, competition mix?
0: Yeah, I mean, he was a little more comfortable at the boundary. Um, You know, you can, the route combinations are just a hair simpler to the boundary. If you look at our corners and the guys we've used through the years, you know, you look at Tommy Campbell and Trey, um, if you get a guy that can shut down that boundary, uh, receiver, it certainly can make your, your life a lot less miserable and you'll have success. And he, his height, his size, his speed has certainly, uh, intrigued us. Um, obviously that's where we got Trey. I think Trey has looked as good as any of our DBs the entire camp. So. In order for him to get some playing time, yeah, we've got to make him more versatile and try him at the field. But all those guys will be not only in the field. We're still uh, we're working on the field half as well. Uh, the other three guys are locked in, and then we're battling at safety between Metch and Courtney. So I think uh, there's still jobs available depending on how we practice and, and what you show
1: me during the week. Question number three from Kevin on this text. He says, uh, think you have two very solid American D linemen in Rose and Law. Has there been any thought given to bumping Rose out to the defensive end and going with your four Canucks uh, rotating inside at the two tackle spots for ratio flexibility?
0: Yeah, we've moved Mike and Essay um, at times out to end. I think they're they're pretty big men. Uh, They're strong inside, but I think athletic enough to get you by. And uh, certainly that's an option. Uh, We're going to kind of let it play out. We, um, we do feel, uh, you know, I think Ivan McLennan has done a nice job. He is, he's growing. He played like linebacker slash DN last year for BC. He's growing with the position reminds me kind of like a, you know, Frank uh, Beltre type of guy, good motor, good special teams, learning defensive end position. So, certainly uh, uh looking for him to make an impact as well
1: okay this one is from greg and greg says a little disappointed to see uh, you know griff whalen not make the team did you offer him a practice roster spot
0: yeah i know there's a local connection i didn't i didn't realize his wife was part of the, the serpico family until he came up i know them from tony in the italian community great family and from what i heard she's a great lady uh we i was i really wanted to keep him like you said he definitely didn't do anything to disappoint um was in a tough battle i i mean really it, you could have you know thrown him all in a hat there of the three but we also thought the practice roster is a developmental griff is a guy that probably if he makes your team will be active and playing that's what he wants he's not really looking to just to come up here and be on the practice roster uh, we talked about it he might have taken it for a while but he was really looking to play and wants to play and if we have injuries, though, he'd be the first callback. I mean, if he'll come back, because uh, I thought he did a nice job as well.
1: Okay. This one is from Brian, and, and Brian says, you know, without Alex Singleton, he was really your, your quarterback, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Can Corey Greenwood handle that, or is it going to be somebody else on defense?
0: I think he can handle it. I think he's done a great job. In fact, he's uh, uh, he's pretty vocal as well. Alex talks as much as any person out there, and he'll be here for game one. Him and... I know he's going to be here, and I know Mark is going to try to pop up as well, which okay. would be awesome to see those guys. But definitely Alex can talk with the best of them. Uh, he's a good leader as well. Uh, Corey, I think it's a little quieter, but you'll see He's uh, he knows his stuff. He's He's locked in. He's excited. I mean, it's been a while for him to be like kind of a man. Uh, he's been fighting hard to get back to that position, and I just thought he had a great camp. So, yeah, it's tough to replace Alex. I get it. I'm um, not going to say that if he was available, we wouldn't want him back immediately. But I do think Corey has done a great job. In fact, I've been very impressed uh, with his leadership, his knowledge, his speed, his physicality. Uh, he looks legit and has done a great job at camp.
1: I guess just a follow up question for me because you mentioned, you know, the, the salary concerns right now. Uh, are, are you saving a little money in case some of these guys become available or or do you sort of say, hey, that ship has sailed and, you know, wish them the best?
0: Well, you don't know. I mean, you don't know yeah. where your injuries will be. You don't know. Um, I don't think there's a lot of teams that can say they've got money put aside. Okay. Um, potentially Ottawa. I, mean, I didn't see it feel like, but I don't know what people spend on, on which guys. That's kind of Huff's world, but. We're always uh looking for good football players the thing is if if, you know if good football players become available instead of just adding a piece you probably have to subtract first and then add there's just no way you can make it happen and and to be honest if it's too big a number it can't happen so uh that is tough on all these guys that go to nfl now Uh, especially teams won't really have that money to pay them that following year if they get cut it's a gamble um but a good gamble because if they make it obviously payoffs huge so um we're really rooting for those guys obviously if we see them or they're free we're we hope we'll be the first team they call but uh yeah we are rooting for them and hopefully they make it and do a good job
1: okay the raptors have just tied things up with golden state so I, I got one final question before i let you go watch the basketball game and that is what do you expect from the ottawa red blacks i, I know we sort of build it up as a great cup rematch but the stamps are different obviously ottawa is a lot different as well
0: yeah, it's a, the teams, it's a great cup rematch, but there's so much change on both sides. I think, yeah, if you look at it, both teams have lost uh, a lot of the guys that were their difference makers. Still, it's exciting. Uh, you know, we're at home. Uh, we go on a bye week week, too, so we've got to focus on this game and try to take care of business. Um, new quarterback position for them, Dom Davis, who played here. Uh, we'll try it out here for the one year, and uh, I like Dom. I think he'll do a good job for them. Uh, we need to, like you say, we've got to play fast, get after the ball, and uh, force turnovers, and then uh, hopefully we come out of there with a win that'll certainly make our bye week much nicer.
1: Raptors just took a two-point lead, so get to the TV set and watch that game, Dave. Thanks so much for your time. All right, catch you guys next week. You betcha. Dave Dave Dickinson for Tom's House of Pizza. Special guest after every Stampeder game uh, throughout the regular season here on the home of the Calgary Stampeders. Why don't we give away those stamp tickets right now? Uh, I'll take caller number 5, 403-974-8255. Caller number 5 if you want to see the stamps, the red-black, Saturday, June 15th. That is a 5 o'clock kickoff at McMahon Stadium. When we come back, we're going to hook up with our NHL insider, Craig Button, What a game last night in the Stanley Cup Final. We're going to see a game seven. We'll talk to Craig about that on 770 CHQR.